0: You have a ghost? Sarah. Oh. <laughs> She's not a ghost. I always knew it. You're not of this place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to call her devil woman, then I was like, no, nah, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Only I call her. Welcome back everybody to another episode of This My Bourbon Podcast. I'm Perry, I'm your host. All that stuff. Hey, welcome. <laughs> I'm tired, I'm sorry. Hey. I, got, I got really frazzled by the um, technical difficulties I had there for a second. But anyway, I, we're, doing, we're doing something different. We've got two people who've never been on the show together before. One of them has been on multiple times, many multiple times. Would you like to introduce yourself
0: first? Hi, I'm mini multiple time uh, (laughs) contributor Chad from Its Bourbon Night.
1: Welcome, Chad from Its Bourbon Night. Thank you. I'm Perry from the Smoker.
2: Hi. (laughs) And the other Uh, fewer times, Sean or Swan. (laughs) Usually, I go by Swan.
1: You're Swan. You're Swan to us, at least. Uh,
2: So this
1: is episode forty, which is we're going to drink forties. Crazy. Switch (laughs) it up a little bit. Edward Forty Hands of of Bourbon. Yes. Um. So I wanted to do something a little bit different, and we're actually going to be talking about uh, MGP bourbons today, and I'm sure it'll get into NDP as well from time to time. But first, so pulling back the curtain a little bit, I recorded uh, episode 41 with my dad the other day and introduced a new segment, which I'm going, I guess, to technically really introduce for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on episode 40, um, but I'm calling it Flying Blind. Okay. And what we're going to do is revisit something that we may not have had in a while or didn't like in the past. And we're just trying to bring it back and see if we have different thoughts about it now. Okay. So today's is a little bullet frontier bourbon whiskey, All right. uh, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, also an MGP.
0: Currently, burn. yes.
1: So, mm-hmm. I figured that would be a good way to kick off the conversation. Which glasses should we use? Oh, whatever you want. <laughs> there's so many glasses. Yeah. <laughs> do
0: we want to start with... There's, uh, there's more Tribeca's than anything, so... Yeah,
1: let's let's do the Tribeca's then, if that's okay by you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why I'm handing you ones when you have... Right, right, it's right literally right it. by me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Chris <for> Traeger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, I'm just... We'll, pour it around until we finish off the little airplane bottle I guess but yeah I've not had this in a while I was talking recently with somebody about how it has been kind of replaced by Turkey 101 as my higher rye bourbon Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but
2: I had the cast strength not too long ago but I've not had this one in a good while
1: Mm -hmm. cast strength I think is oh it's it's from memory far superior to yeah to this
0: yeah, I used to think I was really nuts about the cast strength until it was in a blind flight and it came in dead last. I think oh, it just, wow. I think it's I've always thought it was kind of unique. Uh, I don't think it um, stands up well to competition,: Sure, because of its uniqueness. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I liked it so sense. much because I had the regular bullet, and there's not mm-hmm. as many Bourbons uh, that you know you have the original, and then you have the cast strength, and it just feels like the original cranked up to 11. Sure. Mm-hmm. This one that one did for me. So that's that's why I kind of really went for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think the nose is kind of bland, personally. But Chad's already moved on to the <laughs> to the palate, which is okay.
0: Sorry, yeah, I was thirsty. No, it's all good. We I haven't had anything of, yet either. We still talk about the nose?
1: No, I think the nose is just a little bit,
0: yeah, it's, existent That's fine. Yeah, there's not yeah, much going it's, on. No, it's yeah, brown sugar. Then that's that's kind of that's about it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, doesn't really have the typical vanilla or caramel.
1: Mm -mm. Do not think so either. But I would like to taste it though.
0: Kind of the same story in the uh, flavor department. Kind of brown sugary.
1: Why Um, am I getting a really chemical note that I've never noticed before? Do I have a bad glass? No, I, uh, I hand I, I,
0: I, I wash those myself personally. <laughs> Inspected by number nine. <laughs> so I stand behind my work as a dishwasher.
1: I am just getting this really pronounced chemical. Do you want a flavor on it? I, gu- I guess so. Thanks, Chad.
2: I just had Wild Turkey 101 last night, and after listening to your theory about the lower proof being hotter, I got to say, I really can't tell a difference in heat between the two. The 101 and this, they're about mm-hmm. the same heat, and this is 90, and the other one's 101. It's kind of
0: weird to me. Hmm. So, Perry just tried some out of my glass to see if it was any type of glass taint.
1: No, I think I just, I think it just tastes... You're
0: just picking up that note?
1: It just tastes bad. Hmm. <laughs> Which stinks, because I've had really good bottles of Bullet before, and um, uh, the the folks over at Bullet, too, have always been really kind to us and everything. I think I might have just gotten a bad mini bottle. Or maybe I'm just having an off day. I don't know. That was my first sip of anything Mm -hmm. today.
0: It's glass. It was a little glass mini bottle. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. Oh, well. Well, that was uh, <laughs>
1: Flying Blind, where we try something, right. we bring something back from the dead, I guess. Cool. Um, guys, what you been drinking recently?
2: Uh, I've been delving way too far into uh. the <laughs> wild turkey uh, revival. I've had that. Uh, you are loving that, aren't you? Yeah. Feels, feels. It's a guilty pleasure of mine right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing an episode sometime soon just on turkey products. And uh, you gave me a little, a nice little sample of that too. So I'm going to throw that. Yeah, in I as gave well. you that
2: sample, and uh, ragerbird 101 gave you quite a few. So yes, got, he you, did. You've got mm-hmm. a lineup. Good old, yeah. good
1: old Dave. Uh, yeah. I'm super happy with uh, with what he sent over, and I can't wait to can't wait to try that stuff out. Chad, what about you, man?
0: Um, well, we just had Willet Day yesterday, mm-hmm. so <laughs> drank a lot of Willet. Um Finished off a bottle of uh Old Weller Antique 107. Oh, nice! Yeah, old label or old label? Yeah, so it was Old Weller, <laughs> not just Weller, not just
1: Weller Antique. Yeah,
0: and also been loving uh a 2010, as far as I can tell, bottle of Wild Turkey 101. A handle that just the tastes, one, yeah,
1: the one that we opened on the yeah, um, yeah the just, live stream I
0: was on. Uh Magical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then I got you the (laughs) newer label version of Turkey 101, but it was in between The Current and that one. It's fine. And I still feel (laughs) a little bit bad about it, but... It's all right. I know, I know. Yeah. It just made me laugh, of course. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, continue on with the theme of Turkey. I actually uh, went on a little tour trip on Saturday, and Turkey was one of the stops, and I finally got to meet the man, the myth the living legend himself, good old Jimmy Russell, mm-hmm. and had him sign a bottle of Turkey 101 for me. This isn't really what I've been drinking. This is just a cool story that I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to share. Yeah. And uh, who knows how much longer that guy's going to be around, but I was super happy to have finally stumbled across him That's cool, dude. and everything. Yep. The one of the funniest things though was that and not funny haha. Well, it was a little funny haha, but he of course is older so he can't walk around as well as he used to be able to so mm-hmm. he now has a scooter yeah that have you seen it mm-hmm. okay so it's decked out to kind of look more like a like a motorcycle <laughs> like a <laughs> motorbike and it's got Jimmy Russell Master Distiller Wild Turkey written on the side of it and i tell you what, that thing can fly. <laughs> like, he was going a good 10 or 12 miles an hour and leaving his wife in the dust. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, I was trying so hard not to laugh. A wild but. turkey NASCAR. That's what <laughs> <it is,
2: laughs> Just flying through there.
1: Don't drink and drive, kids. Anyway, <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, I don't really have any super great, what I've been drinking recently stories, I that's guess. That's okay. But, yeah. I'm, yep. I feel like what we've been drinking has kind of turned into a catch-all of like, tell this cool stories you've done about bourbon recently. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's about it. Okay, so as I said, a topic for the day is MGP bourbons. And if you don't know what MGP means, I'm going to tell you as soon as I pull up the uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, MGP of Indiana is the Midwest Grain Products of Indiana, and they are a distillery that actually Produces a crapload of whiskeys that you probably uh, don't know unless you actually are involved in the in the world like like we are. Um, a whole bunch of ryes, uh, of course, just a few bullet rye as we were mentioning before. George Dickel's rye, uh, which I think is crazy because they've been around for um, forever. The Angels Envy rye too. Um, I think Angels Envy. Um, all over is an MGP company, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, as far as bourbon, uh, one of, we have a few that we're actually going to be drinking as well. Um, by the way, I didn't bring this to talk about MGP. I just wanted you to try it. It was another mm. liquor barn. It's a Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo book. Trace. Yeah. Liquor beer anyway, beer. we'll talk. We'll talk about that another time. Cool. But anyway, let's pour something else before we get into talking yes. about this. And I also had a. a An off-topic question for you guys, too. I was thinking about this earlier today. I know this is kind of all over the place. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, recently I've been noticing that Knob Creek picks are turning out to be quite a bit older than nine years, which is what the normal single barrel is, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think, or do you think it is... Do you think it is time for them to, or do you think that they will switch over to an older age statement on their bottles? Because clearly they have the stock available.
2: I really don't think they would. I mean, it kind of undermines Booker's at that point, because they're putting out some that are you know seven years old, and then they've got Knob Creek Picks coming from a warehouse down sure. or two at you know 120 proof, same as Booker's, close to anyway, and almost double the age. Right. So, I mean, if they did that, I feel like they'd have to either mess with Knob Creek or Booker's Pricing, and, you know, they just (laughs) went through that, uh, and it wasn't too fun for them. So uh, We loved that. I can't imagine they would touch it. Uh, Now, I will say that there's been a lot of Knob Creek picks that I almost prefer over some of the Bookers that they've been putting out. Mm. Um, Bold statement. Yeah, but, I mean, that's it's different. Like, the one I got from our store was great. I would have taken that over the 2017-2 that I picked up. But some of them are, you know, some of the new bookers are great. They just Mm -hmm. announced that new one that you're excited to get your hands on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What was it, the Kentucky Hug or the Kentucky
0: Chew? I can't remember. Kentucky Chew. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I said Kentucky Hug is next. (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so either. I think, uh, you know, we don't... It's hard to know the age of the barrels that get blended in to the small batch. Mm -hmm. They might require some nine or 10 year old barrels to be blended in to maintain that flavor profile that, sure. you know, that they had with the nine year age statement for the 100 proof and have since removed the nine year age statement, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but you know, like when I was talking to to Eddie the other day on on a pick, um, I was talking about why my 2010 Turkey tasted different, AKA better than the ones on the show <laughs> now. And he was like, it shouldn't. It should taste exactly the same. He said, uh, I was like, well, I didn't know if, you know, back in 2010 it wasn't as popular, so maybe you're blending in some older barrels that you're not now. And he said, I'm still blending in nine-and-a-half-year-old barrels of All-Turkey 101. He said, I would have been doing the same thing back then. Sure. So, you know, I, I think they have those barrels that are there to be selected as single barrels. But if they weren't there to be selected as single barrels, they'd just be blended in. To make the small batch, sure. the small batch. Sure. I I don't necessarily
1: think that it's going to happen in the near future, but I don't think it's necessarily out of the realm of possibility for them. But I also think that it makes sense for them to reserve those barrels for for picks. It would yeah. be crazy if we get to the point one day where we're getting ninety or ninety year old.
0: <laughs>
1: we're getting to twenty year old <laughs> Knob Creek picks. I mean, it, I
0: don't know. I don't think that ever happened.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Is it would be crazy if <laughs> yeah, that, that if be that very ever crazy. happened? Yes. Late.
0: Yes. Crazy indeed. Anyway,
1: that was just something I was thinking of that I thought I'd, I'd bring up. Yeah. So let's let's pour something, please.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, what do you what do you guys think? What do you guys think?
0: <laughs> you want a will? We got some pure Kentucky over here. That's
1: sure. Why not? You know, I don't think I've actually had pure Kentucky, okay. so we may as we may as well try that.
2: Yeah, I have not had that one either.
1: And again, you guys just had this on your live stream yesterday, which once this comes out will have been this Sunday yeah. of this week.
0: Pure Kentucky XO uh, Willet products. Um, yeah, I, I know a bit about it just because we did our Willet day yep. uh, recently on our live thing. But this is part of the, uh, oh, what do they call it? The uh, Boutique Bourbon right. um, series, which is for. Noah's Mill kind of being the top one. Mm-hmm. This one's kinda of, I think in like the middle. In um, terms of price
1: and yeah, yeah, or quality.
0: Rounds creek. Sure. Uh and um Kentucky Vintage mm. being in there.
1: That's an odd nose. Am I having an off day? I can't tell.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> we'll find I guess we'll find out as we're Trying this, bake baking spices. It's a bit nutty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just a everybody drink. Just a hair. I'm though. Nutty. I mean, not super nutty.
0: No, not super nutty. Not like Noah's Mill. It's
2: got more going on than the Bullet for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, definitely have those. Yeah, baking spices in there. Like a like a
1: banana nut cake. I could maybe pull some banana out of there. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a very light. Banana, but I think it's still. Hmm. I think it's still there. Some marshmallows, like a buttercream frosting. Yeah, a
2: little bit. There we go.
1: There we go. <laughs> it's a swan. You man, I'm a just fish. keep smelling it, man. Cause I,
2: it's been. I, I just took that whole month off, and I came back, yeah. and I'm like, smells like bourbon. Yeah, that's pretty much all to- I got.
0: <laughs> so it's taken me a while to kind of get back all the into. the muscles it. back. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Your muscles have. Anth- anth- intrepid, intrepid. Yeah, ah, I can never say that. Right?
1: One. I don't know. This has been... A Entra- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is my bourbon podcast fact checkers. Mm-hmm. Check our facts.
0: Definitely nutty on the taste. Yeah.
1: Especially up front. And that... I would say.
0: That... It's a certain type of spice. It's not like an all-spice where you got everything going on there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly right now what it is. Yeah, kind of goes a little chocolate as it starts going into its finish, like a milk chocolate.
1: A a very light milk chocolate, Mm -hmm. I would say.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know what spice.
2: It does have some heat, but it's it's more of that spicy than anything Mm -hmm. else, Mm -hmm. which is... Good. It reminds me of some higher proof stuff. Which? What is this one? One hundred
0: seven. One hundred seven. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't. I mean. you Doesn't seem like if it. If I told you it was ninety five, you would have been like, "Oh,
2: right. yeah, yeah." I, I think, I think that's where I was leaning towards mm-hmm. under hundred.
0: Yeah.
1: It's fine. <laughs> I think it's it's okay.
0: Yeah, small batch boutique mm-hmm. bourbon. Yeah. Let's let's talk a
1: little bit. By the way, about. MGP, because that's supposed to be the topic. We'll see if that...
0: we <laughs> see how far we get. How
1: that pulls through. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about uh, MGP, uh, you can head to mt- mgpingredients.com, and I actually am going to include include a...
0: Perry <sighs> needs a teleprompter.
1: I am going to include a link. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm going to include a link to their website, as well as some other um, articles and stuff that I was mulling over as I was researching for this episode, too.
0: Now, I haven't really looked too much into MGP, but correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, they, they're they just a gun for hire, right? hmm They make and sell this to other companies to then re-bottle. They do. Or, you know, I guess some age it in their own places. I guess they buy some already mm-hmm. aged, but then they put it in their bottle, slap their label on it, and sell it.
1: And one of the things that I found the most interesting, too, is... All of their recipes that they have for their bourbon and their rice, and they also make gin and grain neutral spirits as well. But the and and actually, not just their rice, their, their scotch whiskies too. They have a bourbon that's 99% corn.
0: Yeah,
2: I
1: mean, that's it's a weird, right?
0: Yeah. Why, why why not go that full?
1: <laughs> well, then it's not bourbon, then, then, it's, then, it's, bourbon, just, yeah. then it's just corn whiskey. But I feel, I'm gonna sound stupid here, but I feel like a lot of what we understand as MGP is sometimes just sourced.
0: Right. A lot of people think, think uh, oh, they don't make it. It's got to be MGP because mm-hmm. MGP, I think, is well, that's what they do exclusively, right? So they're they're huge, and I think uh, I think there's a couple of reasons why people kind of look down on uh, sourced slash or, and or MGP sure. is, one, it's Indiana. So the Kentucky bourbon so it's not are Kentucky. ah, like, oh, it's not Kentucky. Yeah, eh. But sourced, even if it is sourced from one of the bigger distilleries, it's like, well, they can't even make their own stuff. Why would I pay X? Because, you know, obviously, right. if they're buying it, <laughs> then they have to mark it up to make their profit. So they're like, why would I pay more for something that they didn't even make? But, you know, there's maturation if they're just buying a brand new barrel of new make and then they're aging it match so much in maturation and the fact that they would be aging it in a different location than the distillery who made it can mean a world of difference or they might be blending it with other other ones yeah i think there's
2: a lot of people too that want like a unique mash bill because if you've got say a list of eight mash bills you can't do the four roses thing where you've got you know two different mash bills and five different yeast strains and just go crazy with it and age them different, blend them different. Right. You just don't get those options. Uh, now, I know when you get big enough, you can say, hey, MGP, I want this mash bill, and I'll buy X amount of barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, a lot of the ones that we consider sourced are too small to you know go up to MGP and say, I want my own barrels. at this, mm-hmm. you know, This proof going in and this mash bill, they're just getting what they offer they gotta right. take
0: something off of this menu you know? yeah. <laughs> something from column A and that's it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's all I'm gonna <laughs> you fly. have one yeah, option yeah. maybe the if secret you're secret menu lucky. on that one <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: are you sure you can't make the beef quesadrita with steak <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry I'm sorry we just so it's like good. this anyway. this bullet we're drinking for example yeah you know the, the internet seems to think it's four roses mm. so sourced not MGP in this case but it is from, uh, not from Bullet. Now Bullet does, like so many, uh, now have a distillery, mm-hmm. and they're starting and they're to pump out their, their own up. distillate. So, and in, in, in one day it will be their own stuff. But you know what you're drinking right now is not their own. It's made probably of Four Roses. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And I don't personally see any like problem with that. I mean, it doesn't bother me necessarily that they're working their way towards their own product but a lot of people look down on it yeah like they're not 1800s though how are you going <laughs> well i mean that's that's true i mean yeah. even even the 1950s or 1960s mm-hmm. you know uh, but there are still though a lot i uh, not a lot necessarily but there are still some notable sourced or mgp bourbons out there that i really do like Hmm. Boone County, eighteen thirty three, for example. I mean, yeah, we yeah. made the very bold statement that we would buy it over Bullet.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a it's a sourced whiskey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like over a sourced whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I really like you know Bullet is such an established brand, been around for. I'm sorry, forever.
1: I said I meant Blanton's, not Bullet.
0: Ah, uh, okay. My no, apologies. Definitely not sourced. I
1: was like, I was like, what do you? Wait, oh, I said the wrong thing. Gotcha. Perry's killing it today. Anyway, yes, we said Boone County
0: 1833 over Blanton's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that 12 year old bottle or something special mm-hmm. about that 12 year old bottle. And, well, you know, Blanton's is probably more around six or seven years. They don't sure. have an age statement on there, but it's, you know, it comes from Warehouse H, uh, the metal warehouse, you know, special things happen there. But it's, it's Blanton's, you know? Yeah. Now, straight, straight from in the, the barrel i don't know about that i've probably picked straight from the barrel because <laughs> that stuff's amazing but yeah that bought that 12 year old bottle of boone county 1833
1: have you gone back to it recently
0: not recently Mm-mm. it's so it's special have you had this one uh yeah i've had it once we had
2: a, bo- a bottle of it open at the store we got the 10 try. year
1: or the 12 year the 12
2: year yeah. okay and it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd say i to have it over Blanton's, but it may have just been that specific bottle that you guys had versus mine. But it, it is definitely comparable, especially for the price. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, originally, I guess we were going to talk about MGP, but I think it's more <laughs> just sourcing general. it at this
0: point. I mean, same thing with, uh, you know, this Pure Kentucky XO, uh, Will It, which is sourced. Um, from where I'm not sure and I think they kind of do the, the from what I've read anyway people seem to think they kind of do the Jefferson's method of they take some barrels from one distillery they take barrels from another distillery you know they kind of sure. make their own thing um, in fact some people even say some products can be a four grain mm-hmm. with them, without you know it even being advertised but um, they also are they've been distilling since 2012 so right some of their lower, products are now their own distillate, but what we just drank in the Pure Kentucky is not, but in 10 years? You know? And that's always like, when you switch over, are you just going to be so confident that you've got the flavor profile down? You better you be. Just, you can just...
1: <laughs> you yeah, better be flip, confident.
0: Flip it over? I mean, I guess that's the job <laughs> of the master distiller, right? Sure. But, uh, or are people going to be like, yeah, it tastes a little bit different, but it's their stuff now. I, mean, I, I don't know how... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, but. and I think it
1: depends, too, on your brand loyalty. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you have people that fall into Category B like that, where they're like, well, it's a little bit different, but I still, you know, love X companies so much, yeah. I'm going to continue to purchase from them mm-hmm. or continue to support them. But I, I think that we, in terms of that, and we being more avid or serious bourbon drinkers, we're the outliers, or we kind of mm-hmm. fall through those cracks a yeah. little bit.
0: I honestly don't care as long as it tastes good. <laughs>
1: I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't either. I mean, I would prefer a quality product over yeah. familiarity,
2: yeah, I think. I think some of it, too, is like, you know, they could come out with a three-year and say, you know what we did it ourselves versus a 10-year that they <laughs> sourced. right. I mean, sure. not going to sound biased by saying this. You, you want the tenure. I mean, usually the, yes. the more age and the more time you have with it to kind of taste it and find out when it's ready instead of just saying, well, this is mine and putting your stamp on it. Mm. I'm going to pick the one that you tried a little bit more with, the 10 Sure, so.
0: sure. Yeah, and besides the people behind the scenes, you don't even know when usually when it's their own stuff. Yeah. You know, like they just, they don't feel the need to, blaster that plaster that on the label because your average joe drinker isn't really gonna uh care
1: sure sorry i'm pouring we were speaking of jefferson so i figured i'd pour a little bit of jefferson's as well now this is a pick that i've had on the show before with chad and sarah but i wanted to revisit it again or just revisit it. Not necessarily.
0: <laughs> revisit it again. It's deja vu all over again. It's the ATM machine. <laughs> it's the hot water heater. It heats hot water. Why does your water. <laughs> Why are you heating your hot water? It's already hot. <laughs> Come
1: on. Sorry if I poured you a little bit too so much. I definitely poured you. I'm sorry. Here, split. split the difference if you need to. I'm a heavy pourer. I'm sorry. That's better. I'm <laughs> okay. trying to drive. You'll be fine. Now you got the heavy pour. Oh, whatever.
0: So reminds of guns. what this is again.
1: So this is a Jefferson's pick from Liquor Barn. Um,
0: from last year, I believe. Yeah, looks like it. Now the the picks of people like Jeffersons have always confused me. Uh, same. I, I guess I'll just have to <laughs> try here. to go on one eventually. So they take, um,
1: and this is Jefferson's Reserve, not Jefferson's the Reserve. Ocean.
0: Yeah. So anything. it could be like four different recipes from four different producers of four different ages that is married together usually in like a stainless steel vat right sure but this is a single barrel that's always been my so assumption. i guess it's just like say it comes from jim beam or say it comes from buffalo trace and they put duct that's, tape over
1: the name yeah, on the that's barrel the
0: barrel that you <laughs> i didn't even think about that how in the world right? does it taste anything like a normal jefferson's reserve i guess it can't but it seems to well Smells uh,
1: like it. I think it smells more Buffalo Trace-esque.
0: When, when do they
2: personally. blend it? Do they do it after it's aged or do they yeah. try to... Okay. But
0: yeah, after it's aged, I yeah. So. I, I think this so. is super floral. I think so,
1: too. Like perfume. Well, oh, this is much different from when we tried it the first... I'm remembering this incorrectly, then.
0: Like this... Yeah. I think I've had enough Jervisons to kind of know it's it's profile it's a profile and this True. smells like a Jefferson's but if it truly is a single barrel maybe they take a like I don't know Ugh, just have to find out they take a barrel <laughs> and they fill it back Let's up after try. it's, after it's up. been married yeah. like that wouldn't seem like that would that seems like a lot of work
2: for a pick yeah I just don't see them doing it and, and then I mean, it would be double barreled yeah and then there's other companies doing it like I've got this one here the, the barrel bourbon they do some pretty crazy stuff with theirs too um, and I'm, if they're doing a single barrel, I can't imagine them blending all that and yeah. aging it kind of in their own special way that they do. And mm-hmm. you have a single barrel. I feel like you just walk in there, grab sure. a cask that just left Buffalo Trace two weeks ago. and, and <laughs> Again, then, um, with the
1: with the duct tape over the name, so yeah. you can't see the, <laughs> where it's from. Yeah. This has not done well since it's been opened.
0: I mean, it's definitely different. It's, it's super floral. It's overly really perfumey. mellow too. Yeah.
1: There's some very light heat on the on the back end. Ninety point
0: like, four. Ninety point two. Ninety point two. I know it was one or the other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't remember. Yeah. Ninety. And then there's the proof. one
0: that's like eighty six
1: point four or something. Yeah. That's just the Jefferson. Just the Jefferson
0: small batch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm really curious on how they do it this. It smells
1: kind of sandy. Sandy. Kinda.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just not a, I'm a big fan of it. Sorry, I'm like <laughs> taken aback by how much I don't like it compared to how I did when I first when I first opened it.
0: I mean it reminds me of kinda like bathroom potpourri. Mm. Or something, you know? It's That's like, perfect.
1: That's right on the nose. I could definitely uh-huh. do that. Or palette.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm not super digging
1: it. I'm not either. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I'm okay with not <laughs> not finishing that one. Oh. A now, But we have to talk about, too, I think, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is the people like Wilderness Trail or Castle and Key or even, well, I guess now, too, New Riff mm-hmm. with their bottle and Bond. Some of them did source for a while, aka New Riff. New Riff. yeah. But Wilderness Trail did not. They waited out waited it out until their product was aged all the way. Yeah. Marianne Barnes was doing the Eve's, excuse me, he was doing the same thing over at Castle and Key.
0: Well they're selling gin and vodka while they're, they are, but <laughs> they're
1: but they're not sourcing
0: They're not sourcing correct
1: whiskey in the in the meantime.
0: Correct. They're also making money off of renting out their warehouse to other companies to put their barrels sure. in to sure.
1: age,
0: you know, in those in, historic warehouses. In
1: typical tailored distillery yeah. fashion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to give those people some kind of props, right?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like we put them on a pedestal above the ones that do source because, I mean, there is again, there is still good sourced whiskey, but... They're, they're doing something different, and I think they, I, it's to be applauded that they're doing it their own way, mm-hmm. too.
0: I think it's definitely more admirable than the people who wait six months and then go ahead and put their product out, because sure. either they think it's ready, and who's to say if they're wrong or not? They're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, nah. Nah,
2: you fine. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> nah, you I'm, I'm just
0: joshing you. Or... <laughs> They put it out because they need revenue. They need to start a revenue stream.
1: Because they're taxed on those barrels. They are taxed every
0: year. Every year it sits there. So to them, if you're putting it out for reason B, I say make gin or make vodka or whatever. Sure. Start that secondary revenue stream while your product properly ages. And,
1: and I mean, if you have the space, too, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing what Castle and Key is doing and renting out that space. Of course not. I mean, that's... A completely logical.
2: No, <laughs> yeah. that makes perfect sense. Up- <laughs> Make some money while you can.
1: Upcharge them a little bit because mm-hmm. sell moonshine,
0: you know. Sell your distal sure, distal
1: moonshine. sure, sure. the Creed's doing that. Yeah, they're making I a know. killing off of that. They really are. Yeah. It seems like people really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got a. Do they have a two-year-old bourbon coming out soon or two and a half?
2: It's a two, two and a half. They haven't really disclosed it. They just said it's going to have the straight on it.
1: Yeah. Good. Good for them. So, Next year, I think. And their previous yeah.
2: one was, uh, six months. Six months. Yeah. Yeah, and they had three or four different uh, batches of that that they put out.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um, I've got some of their one of their moonshines. Uh, here it was a lemonade, I think.
1: Going to do moonshine on on the <laughs> podcast. It's never been done before on this on this show. Well, it's
0: only like eighty proof. Or something. Never mind. It's not like. Yeah, it won't start your car. <laughs> it's it's flavored. It's flavored cut down. Eventually.
1: It won't get Grandpa out of the bed in the morning mm-hmm. to go. No, but it's good. It's tasty. Feed the cows. Yeah. What was that weird? There was a weird metaphor I used, <laughs> like twenty or twenty episodes ago. Ooh, the Swan texted me about it. He was like, "Were you okay?"
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, let's drink. Uh, let's drink something else. As we're winding up this conversation, sure. I'd vote the Widow Jane. Personally? Yeah. We I don't might... know if
0: I've ever had the Widow Jane before. I oh, hear you can I pour he you m- some of it.
1: Cause... I think you might have. I think Swan gave us both samples. I think you might have back, right. back in the day. Back yeah. before this was all a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And they've got an eight-year, they've got a ten-year, and they do a 12 that they do a lot of barrel picks with. Um, right. This one's a ten-year.
1: Now, this isn't a cheap sourced... This is uh, a,
2: it's about 80. 80 I've seen it go
1: for like 95.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, Especially at, well, I'm not going to name names. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I caught myself
0: at some places.
1: Caught myself there. I think it's strange when places charge that much for a a sourced product. Well, I mean, I think the
0: distillery kind of sets the MSRP. And then it's, you know, up to the retailer if they want to try to get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, Yeah,
2: and I I think also it doesn't help that they're in New York. And if you've ever been there and looked at some of their pricing, it's ridiculous. New York
1: prices are the worst. I mean, they're just
2: used to that. That's what they think it should fetch there. And um, they're doing um, a whole, like, line of, uh, like, I think there's four of them. Two of them are rye. So they've got an applewood one and a traditional rye and, like, an oak and uh, they're in like the antique collection bottles and stuff, mm. and I've tried them, and I think that might be their own. I'm not a hundred percent on that, mm. but they're only aged sure. like two years, so mm. they're, they're probably then. <laughs> yeah, and they're different. Um, <clears throat> it's really like the rye is really tropical, which is not something I would associate with a rye at all. It's really strange.
1: Well, there are a lot. There's a lot of fruit on the nose on this one. Yeah, I would say.
0: Um, I get that like green apple.
1: Yeah, a lot of apple
0: peel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some citrus. But I think that's also the smell that I can confuse sometimes as musty. You know. Like you can also think apple peel? Not so much this one. No, not apple peel in particular, but just
2: Almost like a, I've gotten that before from like a dried apple. Yeah. Like, have you ever had like the apple crisps? Sometimes mm-hmm. I can get the kind of okay. yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. And then you've got a little bit of history on, on this bottle about something they had put on their website. Um,
0: yeah, well, they say they call it Widow Jane mm-hmm. because they pull the water from this... Um, I don't know what to call it. Not a quarry. Babbling Brook? A, <laughs> like a... Well, a water deposit where they say the water is even more enriched with limestone as a limestone bed, even more limestone enriched than Kentucky's water. And that's why they call it Widow Jane. Well, someone did an expose on them and they don't even pull from that brook or that whatever. Uh, And but then Widow Jane was like, well, you know, if you look at the back of the bottle, it actually even says Kentucky bourbon bottled by Widow Jane Jane Distillery, Brooklyn, New York. So it's even, this is Kentucky bourbon. I think that's my my one issue
2: with sourced bourbon is when they're not upfront about it.
0: Yeah. You you take Smooth Ambler um, when they have Old Scout. That means Mm -hmm. it's sourced. You know, but like Big Level. Right. It was just Big Level because that was their own. Mm Mm-hmm. They're very upfront about it, which is admirable.
1: Well, and I think that's why it's so important to have people on our side of the things like like Wade Woodard, um Tater Talks guy, who is breaking down the stigma of a lot of labeling and, and misconceptions about bourbon. And I think he's actually gone after <laughs> sourced <clears throat> places that source their, their yeah. bourbon.
0: I mean, it's 2018. The, the internet's been around forever. You can't really hide anymore. You might not be able to say, oh, this comes from this distillery," but you can say, they're not making
2: that.
1: Something's, you know? up. Something's up here.
0: Yeah. 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 There's
2: people out there that can like, oh, I found your receipt where you purchased it from Kentucky. You can't hide this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. people yeah. are going to know about it. They're going to find out. And if they're upfront with it, I'm much more willing to say, you know, it's sourced, but I want to try it, even sure. at this price point, which is a little high. Yeah, um, but
1: I think it's awfully
0: high. Yeah,
2: it's it's up there. The twelve years even more ridiculous when you find it.
0: <laughs> well, I think it kind of tastes like the nose. It kind of tastes like apple peels.
1: I think so too. <laughs> um, it
0: reminds me of a
1: slightly. It's ninety proof, right?
2: It's a uh, ninety-one.
1: It reminds me of. In this is it, this makes more sense now that I'm asked that question. It reminds me a little bit of a watered-down version of E.H. Taylor Small Batch.
2: A little bit. I get, like, a weird licorice note on the E.H. Mm-hmm. Taylor. Uh, and I don't really? get it in
0: this. Yeah, but... You and Sarah, your licorice notes. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. I guess I just, just haven't had enough it licorice rye. to I mean, I don't mind licorice, I guess.
2: I do, I really don't like it. And I think when <laughs> I, when That's it has like even a little bit of a note in it, I'm like... It's in there. I know black it's black licorice. In there. Yeah, yeah, and this this is good though for me. It doesn't have that. It's not strong at all. The black licorice, no, uh, sure. from E H Taylor, is not strong at all either. So, but this, I, I get uh, the green apple, and then once it's kind of settled a little bit, then I start
0: getting heat. Mm-hmm. It it definitely has more heat than I would think a ninety one proof should have. I don't.
1: I don't see it as alcohol burn, personally. I'd taste it, or i get it more as it like a... right on the like palate. A, like a spice. Like a spice burn. <laughs> and do you mean yeah, like... Then like flares r- up, yeah.
0: And then it goes, up. Yeah. And then it goes away. Like
1: right in the middle of the palate? Mm-hmm. Actually, it just got a really nice, like, butterscotch flavor on it, too. It's like a it doesn't s- so
0: bad. Spiced apples that you can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I put it close to anything tonight, I would put it more close to the Jeffersons. It's kind of more I'd that say so unusual, too. off the grid, more potpourri, fruity, floral mm-hmm. type of type of biz. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's worth ninety dollars. No. no,
2: definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to have had it. Yeah, this is sure. one of those you buy and you taste and you try to tell yourself it's good, even though it's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, like, its I not gotta, quite there. Gotta
0: justify this.
1: I liked it when I first had it. And I don't know if it's just I've evolved since then or, or what, but this is it's <clears> not nearly as good as what I remember the, yeah. the first time around.
2: And I, I heard it from you and a bunch of other people that were pretty into bourbon at the time. They were all telling me, it's like, this is the one to get. Like, if you find this, pick it up. I bought a bottle, and I think I, think I do remember saying that the other five bottles from that case are sitting on the shelf at the place that I bought it. Oh. Yeah, so no, <laughs> I mean it's it. I it's worth trying. It's definitely worth sure. trying. Um, yeah. and it's cool to see that even though it's sourced, their rye that they have still has kind of the profile, like the fruitiness, which I always thought would have been harder to source your stuff and then have a consistent right. profile. Right, didn't have it all on the same site and age in the same area. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: So, what's our verdict on sourced whiskey? Good for bourbon? Bad for bourbon? Okay for bourbon?
2: It's if all about the taste for me. If it sure. tastes good, I'm going to buy it. Now, some of the price points are a little ridiculous, but sure, it's you know, like I said, it's worth trying. It's definitely worth trying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it um, it's positive in the in the fact of when a company. Like New Riff sources their product, like OKI, uh, while their actual distillate is aging. Right. That is a positive because they're putting out, what did I start with? Like a seven or eight year OKI? And then each year got older and older. I think so, yeah. And that They've sounds right. Ended with a 12 year. They've got an 8 to 10 and a 12.
2: Yeah. That was because I was new to OK. I didn't hear about it until everybody was like, it's going away. Get a bottle. <laughs> and yeah, so, and the 12
1: is the last one, right?
2: Yeah, and the 12 was up there in price, but everyone yeah. said it's definitely worth it. The 10 year was a little more achievable, and I
0: found the bottle of it, picked it up. See, but that's MGP, just like the Boone County 1833 12 year is MGP. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting side-by-side because Boone County, uh, 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, I've only, I have only saw the OKI 12 one place, and the guy was asking over 100. It's ridiculous. So I was like, no, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'll both MGPs could very well be different mash bills, could very well be aged different places and have a completely different profile. Sure. But, you know, same distillery.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Who knows? I, I wonder, too, if at some point, and it's it's entirely possible that it won't be, but I wonder if at some point sourced whiskeys will be a thing of the past.
0: Well, a lot of distilleries, like the big ones in Kentucky, are like, okay, we need all of our new make to be aging for ourselves. Yeah. So they've, like... I think that's why a lot of distilleries started making their own stuff. Yeah, Because they were like, Absolutely. well, our, our provider is... Um, Cutting us off. They're not making stuff for us anymore mm-hmm. because they need their own bourbon. Yeah, you know, back yeah. when no one was really buying it, it's like, yeah, we'll make, we'll sell you some of our barrels, no problem. Get <laughs> me. I mean, that's how Jefferson started, because he had all these, you know, he's finding all these old barrels of stuff that no one wanted. they was just getting blended away into uh, bottom shelf bourbons, like a 15 year old barrel, 18 year old barrels, you're just getting blended into like something you'd pay $15 for on the shelf. uh, Getting blended in with a four-year. And that's why he started buying them and and making... I think the first Jefferson's was a 15-year age-stated bourbon. You know, of course, that eventually went away. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I think sourcing... (laughs) The entirety of the
1: video is today is thing. just going to be the ceiling.
0: Well, I can lower that down a
1: Okay, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. So, as we're finishing up our conversation, too, we're also setting up the... Oh, look at that! Look at that! It is much slower. We're setting up the video for the Patreon uh, viewers as well. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think that it'll ever necessarily go away, but I think that it'll become less prominent, per se. Yeah,
0: do I need to go up? <laughs>
1: i don't i don't know dude this is going great (laughs) everything about this episode has been so (laughs) off the cuff and stellar
2: they they've been making a killing off of some of those weird barrels that they used to just mix in because sure they were uh you know super high age and they're like well we haven't done anything with it what are we going to do now and uh like what was it the um Poop and holler the
0: what's that? Brand? Oh, the orphan barrel. Orphan
2: barrel, yeah. They've mm. been selling those and making a killing off of it because yeah. some of them are going
0: for like 125 yeah. 150 bucks. I haven't been impressed with uh, with any of those. <laughs> with the, yeah, uh, with the orphan
1: barrel. I'll say the only one that I've really not. Uh <laughs> oh. Uh oh. Pills. Oh, it's probably Dexter. Yeah, I bet it's Dexter. It's Dexter. Um, the only one that I've liked. Marginally enough to go back to was the uh, whatever the, the old barter house, yeah. I forgot mm. one of those. Barter was it old barter house or just barter house?
2: It's barter, barter house,
1: okay. 20 year,
0: yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. It was just super butterscotch.
1: It is, it's like nothing but butterscotch. I would I say, seem,
0: I seem to remember liking the younger stuff. So the 15 year, um, forge old uh, the forged, one the, oak? forged oak, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. The one I liked the most was actually the whiskey, the uh, gifted horse.
1: Gifted horse, yeah. I thought it was. We really talked about that recently. Unique I think.
0: tasting, you know. Mm-hmm. So and but yeah, the rhetoric. No, <laughs> I never had old blowhard or hoop and holler. But from what I heard from hoop and holler, it was just like licking a barrel. Okay. Just because I was twenty eight years. There's a reason why there's not. And they just did, 28. Yeah,
2: and they just did the entrapment, which was twenty-five. Right. And it was Canadian yeah. whiskey. And right. I think they even came out and said it's it's just Crown Royal, 25 year old Crown Royal. <laughs> like it's
1: Nailed yeah. it. Whew. Nailed it. Yeah. Okay, so that about does it for our well, I'm gonna back up from the mic a little bit there, sorry. Um, that about does it for our conversation on sourced MGP, NDP, bourbons and or whiskeys. It was a fun ride, (laughs) and let's drink some more bourbon, (laughs) please. So uh, again, we have started recording our reviews for each episode on video as well. As you can tell, um, I have a great setup of my iPhone right now, but uh, I'm going to be switching over to the actual DSLR here fairly soon. Uh, if you want to see these videos, you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as $2 a month. You can watch these videos and uh, see our beautiful shining faces. So also for anybody who does not know us, I mean, you know, you know me uh, cause I'm Perry, but uh, that's Chad over there closest to the camera other than me uh, of its bourbon night. Hello. And then there is Swan, the bourbon finder. What's um, up, guys? All the things that Chad can't do on its bourbon night, because he's trying to be the uh, um, professional one. Yeah. Anyway. So, our review for this episode, in line with, uh, and it's not sourced anymore, the new riff. No,
2: and they are very clear to say that on the box here, because it (laughs) says right here, mashed and distilled (laughs) on-site. In, in the biggest possible text they could put on the box. It's almost
1: as big as the New Riff logo Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> please take this bottle so I don't drop it, um, and I ruin Swan's bottle. Yes. <laughs> so, a little bit of background. This was New Riff's first distillate again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just released a couple of weeks ago. August Dis- 1st. Distillery only. Oh, so just...
0: Yeah, for the month of August, yes, it will be distillery ago. only. Yeah. And after that, it goes... Kentucky, ohio nationwide indiana not really nationwide though they're already <laughs> doing pics of, uh, of it too oh yeah that's right you told us that today uh, uh, a pic wow
1: oh <laughs> first word that comes to mind
2: hmm. caramel oh I, for me okay mm-hmm.
1: chad nothing at all butterscotch Mm-mm. wow you're not getting anything on the nose that's crazy Nope I think it's super butterscotch heavy Are you sure we have the same thing? Yes. Here, yeah, smell mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of the butterscotch Whoa Did you clean Is this a clean glass? Yeah Yeah, yours smells super butter, your butterscotch Right? <laughs> smell mine
1: What did you pour for yourself? <laughs> did you get something from
2: earlier? No. <laughs> Snuck him some wet on, Jane. Let's
1: let's, let's uh <laughs> I
2: don't know. I mean you have a little bigger pour. But not by much. Not
1: enough to make that much of a difference.
2: No, I'm I'm getting the butterscotch. Maybe not I mean I mean
0: once I kinda agitate it.
1: Swan's is Swan's is more on par with hmm. with yours. How I, I thought wait. No, I definitely
0: Well, you have video evidence now, right? I
1: definitely grabbed it from here, didn't I? Okay. I don't know. You
0: can't Are you silly. sure you didn't pour that one over there?
1: <laughs> no, because this is the leftover okay. Um,
2: Jeffersons. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's we'll just see if they taste Let's today. just find out, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get a little bit, but it doesn't sound like it's as apparent as yours.
1: No. that's hey. a very butterscotch heavy
0: on the
2: yeah i'm on definitely the palette. Getting it on the palette. Ooh, that burn kicks in kind of
0: funny i like it though yeah it's right it it's go ahead it's right up front the um the proof yeah it's like right up front
1: i do get a little bit of that greenness on the back end yeah, yeah. just just a hair but i think that it's still present and it's just i mean it's just four years old right
2: yeah yeah, yeah. okay I'll say what I did about the Wilderness Trail. If this is your first attempt, you are killing it. Oh yeah. I mean oh, it's yeah. it's definitely worth picking up once it makes its way out to you. Yeah,
0: 3999.
1: That's not bad at all.
0: Not bad for a first offering from a new distillery. No. Yeah.
1: I wanna go back for a second set before I go ham hey, on my It's so much scotch,
0: really and i'm getting now that i've tasted the finish i'm tasting that more like green apple green apple yeah. peel mm-hmm. on the palate too but the the first second or two of the palate is really the best part i would agree then it's the probably the finish after you've had two sips because mm-hmm. i think Second sip, you're getting more yeah. of the proof on the tongue, and it's kind of overpowering that slight greenness. Right. Have you guys ever had those
2: green caramel apples with the nuts on the outside of it? hmm That's what I get with this. I'm not getting any nut particularly. It's not super heavy, but it's
0: not with those either. I could
1: see some almond on it, actually.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Some weak almond. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, a very, very light almond flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I... I actually am. I, I quite like this for, a, you know, for a first distillate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, product, it's definitely good. An FDP,
2: and it's <laughs> it's bottled in bond too, which I don't think we mentioned, but that's that's usually our our go to, at least for me. It's like I'll pick up anything that's bottled in bond at least once to try it. Yeah. Also,
1: how freaking sexy is
0: this bottle though? Yeah, I like the bottle a lot more once I saw it in mean, person.
1: My goodness. Yeah, Chad was talking about how he didn't like that it was that painted mm-hmm look towards the top but i think that it's sorry sorry i, I thought oh, no, in, the, in
0: the picture it only went to the clear part of the bottle like the bottom fourth of it
1: but it's it starts halfway. to go to
0: it more around halfway which is i think a lot better
1: between about halfway and
0: five eighths. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah um no it's a nice bottle it's a nice bottle shape
1: and like we said too it's uh 40 dollars msrp
0: that's yeah. a good so, price
1: As we do on the show, we have a review system of nose, palate, finish, and price, or as Chad likes to say.
0: Never pull fleshy piercings. That one.
1: Um, And we all vomit. (laughs) Um, Each category is out of five, and then we total everything up for a total out of 20, and then we let you know whether or not this is worth your time. So, uh, we forgot to get paper out for ourselves earlier, so everybody except for Perry is going to have to be on uh, digital devices. Sorry about forgetting the paper, but um, is anybody ready to go first, or Um, in typical Chad fashion, would you like to (laughs) lead off? Leading off in the bottom of the ninth. Chad with the the ringtones today. I mean... I, I had
0: snooze instead of off
2: last
1: time. <laughs> um, Sorry, I can, I I can
0: pick up more on the nose now that I've tasted it. I've emptied mine, uh, but I still,
2: <laughs> I still get a lot on it now. Because I've always been one of those people that when I finish it and kind of let it sit there for a I second. I love
1: doing that. I
2: get a ton on the glass. I love doing that. I'm getting a lot more of the apple now that it's done.
1: I'm getting more of like a like a black pepper on the nose now too.
0: I'm getting it on the finish, a black pepper. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's absolutely present, and actually, I kind of a bit of coffee too on the nose as well. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most unique bourbons I think I've ever had. It totally doesn't taste like anything else I've ever tried before.
2: No, it's definitely different. Yeah, I'm gonna for sure. have to for try sure. some of their picks to see if it's you know way different than this or
0: not.
1: Yeah. All right, who's who's got who's got an idea here? Um. Okay.
0: Okay. Nose. Um. I gave it a three. Okay. thought it was solid, uh, but maybe a little, maybe a little one note, you know. Interesting. I wasn't picking up like this and this and this. I was just kind of picking up like, you know, Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and caramel on yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I wasn't... There wasn't a whole lot to write home about with in the nose, but I still thought it was good, so I gave it a 3 mm-hmm.
1: You know what I just realized we've been doing each of ours all the way through recently. Oh. And really? it threw me off when you didn't go on to palette. But um Yeah,
0: hey, you looked it right at me. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, not like Chad. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better when we all do the same
2: topic. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's I fine. can I can go ahead with mine. Um sure. uh, mine's also a three. I, I got and I don't know if it's necessarily fair to grade it like this, but as soon as I got done with it and it kind of smelled the glass, uh, it it was great. I, I, thought it, I thought it was really good. I, it's just missing a little bit. I want it to be a little stronger because there's definitely some that I've had where it's like all the notes kind of hit you all at once and you sure. have to go back a couple times to pick them apart. Like Chad said, it's a little one note, but it's a good note.
1: Well, for me, it actually, I mean, as we established it was stronger on the nose for me and I didn't like it that much more than you guys I actually give it a 3.5 <laughs> I and it did take a little bit too to actually get into it and realize oh I'm I'm finding all these little things but once I did I really did start to enjoy it <clears throat> yep. is it my favorite nose no am I going to keep asking myself questions and then answering them I hope not (laughs) podcast over. I think it's, I think it's fine. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever smelled, but I think that it's serviceable. Yeah. It's enticing at the very least for sure. But, uh, palette wise though.
0: Palette. I'm going to tell you what, I gave it a three. Um, I really liked the palette. I would have given it higher. Uh, if not for the fact that it was, it was a short palette. I thought the palette was pretty darn short. And what I was liking about it was, I think, this explosion of proof. I think is that, that 100 proof really kind of came up and became evident real quickly, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But when I stood back and thought about it, I wasn't uh, thinking of the palette about a certain flavor. Like, oh, I'm tasting sure. this and this and this and this and this. Again, like the nose, it was a little one note. So that's why I just gave it a three.
2: This one, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I thought it was kind of the same thing. It's one note, but like I said, it's a really good note. Um, for me, you know, kind of getting the butterscotch you found, the caramel, some of the apple. Um, didn't really know what to call it, but you're right, it is kind of a black pepper on the end there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. It all came together for one note really well, which sometimes is not always the case with some of them. It's uh, you know, it's it's one note, but you're like. Mm. I don't know if this really blends too well. Sure. Uh, For me, it did. I like this one, so I gave it a three and a half. Now that's that being said, it is their first run. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going to get better. Yeah. It's going to get aged more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I, I, you know, we just sold out
1: of our four year four year old stock all the time.
2: Yeah, it's it's going (laughs) to get some improvements. I I left some room for it to improve in your rating as well because I think it'll get there.
1: Yeah, and I gave it a three point five as well. Um, I enjoyed what I had. But again, I do think it is a little short. It's funny because I can almost feel it hit the middle back of my tongue and then just stop. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, on a very like physical level, it doesn't feel like it has a a creamier viscous mouthfeel Mm -hmm. to it. (laughs) And it just is very abruptly over. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and give my finish score, too. I gave the finish a 2.5. I didn't think the finish was very enjoyable. Not that it's bad, but it just doesn't seem to carry over a whole lot of the things that I enjoyed on the palette. And again, I do think that the finish was a just a hair short. It mm-hmm. has the slightest hint of a Kentucky hug. Yeah. A very, very slight hint of it.
0: Very slight, yeah. Um yeah, I thought, you know, like I said before, the palette went too quickly into the finish, and that's why I was kind of lower on the palette. Same reason why I was lower on the finish, but also picking up a little bit of that green that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it a 2.3. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I love when this happens. <laughs> well, I didn't want to give it a 2, but I thought it was more than just half of a point away from the nose and the palette. Sure. So I gave it sure. a 2.3. Yeah. I really liked so I'm it. Swan gave it
1: a two point two eight. Yeah,
0: two point two
2: eight. Repeating, uh, I gave it a three. Um, I honestly kind of liked it. It the finished wasn't super super long. It's not always something I look for uh, to have a super long finish, but it, it for me it was it was great because it went like you said it was everything hit and then it was done. Uh, but the little bit that was there after was some nice kind of spice heat instead of just alcohol heat, and I sure. really like that. That's that's something I look for. So it was for me. I gave it a three.
1: And uh, one more time, too, the price was uh, $40, almost even. So what would you guys rank the price then?
0: Price, I appreciated that a brand-new distillery, who has waited four years to put out the first bourbon – didn't put it out for seventy nine ninety five or mm-hmm. something crazy, you know. And they could have. Sure. Because it's a bottled and bond bourbon, you which know, is the most hev- heavily <laughs> regulated, um, you know, verticals of bourbon there is. Right. Um, and it's a new distillery. So, yeah, I, I could have totally seen it. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. They did it for half that. They did it for 40 Yeah. But... And I've said this before on the show. I can't take things like that into consideration. Of I just have to take what it tasted like. V the, the forty bucks, but I still gave it a three. Okay. I think it was it was worth that forty bucks for the most part. Um, and you know, if uh, to get a five, it would have, had to have been like fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But that wouldn't be reasonable. But um, yeah, so I gave it a three.
1: So you gave this an eleven point three out of twenty yeah the last time you were on you had king of kentucky which you gave a 7 out of 20 on (laughs) would you maintain that and say that you recommend new riff kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bottled and bond over Over king of kentucky Kentucky? yeah okay
0: (laughs) i just wanted to verify with you (laughs) no i don't even need a moment to think about that
1: swan what's sorry (laughs) i just just thought i'd cap that That off by reminding you of your pain (laughs) it goes back to
2: the widow jane where it's like i really need to like this it was so expensive right
1: well chad gave that score or I gave that price a 0.5 yeah (laughs) so yeah anyway
2: i gave it a four um i just think it's a solid price i mean like i said before i mean they could have charged 80 bucks, like Chad said, but I would have paid it. Uh, Because I I think that, you know, in the theme of, like, a lot of these being more craft distillers, they charge way up there. Uh, I paid more for the OKI, um, but given the age, it wasn't substantial. They just, overall, that whole distillery has a decent price point on stuff. Mm -hmm. And knowing that this is probably going to go from four, four and a half years to closer to, you know, six, maybe, Mm It yeah, was their lifetime. Stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And hopefully they'll maintain close to the same price. I think it's fair to give it a four.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to do the same thing I just did to, you, did to Chad. Last time you were on, you had Wilderness Trail bought on a bond. And you gave that a 14.5 out of 20. You gave this a 13.5 out of 20.
0: Very close.
1: Would you recommend the Wilderness Trail over the new Riff?
0: Yep,
2: I would. Just because I, I like the I like the palette, I think a little bit more on that. What did I give the palette on that one?
1: On with the the wilderness trail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You gave the palette a, f- you gave the palette a four. So you liked it .5 more 0.5 than you did. The-
2: there you go. <laughs> substantial.
1: Well, I can't say too much because I also gave the wilderness trail on the palette a four, instead, and gave the palette on the the um the new riff a three point five. This so one feels like it
2: hits a wall.
0: Like I said, it's not bad. That's what mm-hmm.
1: I, that's what I was saying. Is it? It doesn't deliver all the way through. It, what
0: it, I'm really looking forward to is the six-year version of that. I think yeah. two extra yeah. years would do miles mm-hmm. for yeah. that. Because
1: it is kind of missing an oaky quality to it. Let me ask the, you this. Kay. This
0: might be tough. Would you rather have Heaven Hill bottled in bond <laughs> at fourteen dollars or New Riff?
1: I would rather have Evan Hill.
0: Evan Hill,
2: yeah. Personally. That destroys my price. Sorry, man. I'm but sorry. No, you're, you're yeah. right. I'm not, I'm...
0: I was also thinking, okay, Henry McKenna's $30. Balls. Balls. Dang it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I think, actually, I think I was generous with my three. Yeah. I do. I'm going to keep it <clears> at a three.
1: I mean, I'm keeping mine at a four, too. But I,
0: I do think there's a little bit
2: of rose color going on here.
1: Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah, and part of it is, too, I, I think I'm just personally willing to pay a little bit more for some of the craft distillers just because it's it's new, it's yeah. different, and yeah. you feel like they're going to have a flavor profile you haven't necessarily hit before, mm-hmm. so I'm willing to pay that. But when you look at it returning, say I want to go buy a second bottle of this, I would probably pick up easily two, maybe three of the Heaven Hill before sure. I, I bought another one of these.
1: Well, I paid ten more dollars for the Wilderness Trail than I than I would have with the, the new riff than you did with the new riff.
0: Yeah. But you liked it more. So that's good. But
1: I like but I liked it more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um unfortunately though, I gave it the same price. <laughs> oh wait, no it or no excuse me. I gave it the same overall score. I did. Oh okay I was about to say no I I messed up but I need to start highlighting <laughs>
0: <laughs> excel sheet
1: um well i have i have an excel okay. that's what i'm looking <laughs> off of uh anyway i gave my price a a, a four and then an overall of 13.5 out of 20 i would say it's definitely worth a try i think it's a mm-hmm. again a beautiful bottle to have on your yeah your shelf it's fun to have other people try it i think i look forward to the uncorking from its birth <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> i'm sure that's coming soon mm-hmm. Uh but anyway, yeah, that uh that unless you guys have final thoughts, you thought you sound like you were just sighing, like oh, well, me, hold on, I have one more thing to say. Mm. Nope. Okay, just excited about more aid
2: on it. I think yep. it'll be, yeah. that'd be great
1: Agreed. Uh one more time too. If you want to see the video of this review, you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast and become a patron for two dollars a month. And then you will see these beautiful, happy, shining faces. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so our next segment on the show is the one that Chad can never remember.
0: Tips and Bits. Tips and Bits. <laughs> oh, you could not be more wrong this time, Barry.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I've Are had you a, prepared?
0: I've had a tip and or bit almost since the last podcast I was on. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know that after four hours, you're supposed to see a doctor about know, that, right? I know,
0: yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> It'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> Um.
1: Okay. What's, what's your tips and
0: bits uh, <laughs> okay. for tips and bits I like to recommend a podcast that I've listened to it's actually a limited series podcast but it's called Drawn the uh, The story of animation oh nice and it's like an Sounds 11 awesome. part well they did a bonus episode so I don't <clears> know <throat> if that bonus episode was 11 or if it was number 12 I think it might have been number 12 I'm not sure but um, they it, it, it's more like listening to um, NPR where they actually do the produced piece oh, okay with you know music and sound effects and they interview people and it's more like a put together produced type of uh, thing instead of just like a conversation like a lot of the podcasts that I listen to and it's really informative and each episode has a theme behind it and you know you get to hear mm-hmm. greats like Billy West who does Fry and Professor Farnsworth, right. and Bugs Bunny and, and Space Jam, that was him.
1: Really? Because, I don't think I ever knew that. Uh,
0: yeah, because the original Bugs had you know, uh, passed away by Mel, that point. Mel Blank's
1: been Mel blank, dead yeah. for a long time.
0: <laughs> um, and so, so, so many voices. But lots and lots and lots of great names sure. are interviewed for that That's podcast. That's really cool. So I would uh, recommend that.
1: And what was it called again? Drawn. Drawn. Okay. Yep. Can do I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. That sounds oh, yeah, awesome.
0: Very, I blew through it on, in the car ride <laughs> to and from work. Yeah. Nice.
2: I just watched a uh, TV show called um, Newsroom. The Newsroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, with Jeff Daniels. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, I, I blew through it. And they're full-length hour episodes and probably finished it in about a week and a half. That one was fantastic. Hmm. And then uh, also listen to another podcast, uh, Off Topic, from Rooster Teeth Productions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, gotcha. it's um, very video game and movie heavy, uh, which is for me, personally, and it's uh, just a mess to listen to, uh, so you, you kind of have to watch, uh, but they do some crazy stuff on there. Like, today, they were you know in the <clears throat> middle of a podcast, and they decided halfway through, we're going to stop this podcast, continue rolling, but... We're gonna make the world's longest straw, and I'm gonna try to get the beer from over there (laughs) to over here with this taped together mess of a straw. And I'm at work listening to this for like two hours, (laughs) and they have a beer pitcher probably like just massive, probably the size of my forearm, just trying to get it from one end to the other. And they ended up making. He has a really long forearm. He's got a big forearm, folks. It's like Popeye over here. Eating my spinach, guys. Uh, but <laughs> it's just—it's fun to listen to, and then if you watch it, it's just crazy, and it's—it's it's interesting. I give it a watch. Yeah. Slash listen.
1: <laughs> so I've been meaning to mention this on the show for like two or three weeks now, but I was actually on another podcast recently. I guessed it on a show called Alphabet Flight, and you're gonna love this. Yeah. Uh, this guy goes through the. His name's Jesse Cooper. He goes through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. And talks about each character in it, but he uses like the original copy of it from the '80s, uh-huh. and it's it was a lot of fun. I also was drinking bourbon throughout it, so by the <laughs> end of it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why is uh, it
0: called Alphabet Flight?
1: Uh, like Alpha Flight, the uh, Canadian superhero oh, team, okay. and the um, but it's called Mar- Alphabet Alphabet Flight. Okay, yeah. I uh, I was. Featured during Night Week, where we talked about Nightcrawler, Nightshade, and Nightmare, right? Yeah, that's right. And the Nightcrawler episode's a lot of fun, because we just gushed for an hour about how much we love The 90s X-Men show? Oh, okay. No. I
0: and mean, he was on
1: there. Well, he was, yeah. but we're <clears throat> strictly talking about the comic, gotcha. comic version of it. So anyway, go check that out. It was a, it was a lot of fun. But then, also, another podcast. I don't... I don't typically talk about other bourbon podcasts, but there's a really good new bourbon podcast and just whiskey podcast out <clears throat> called Chill Filtered. Um, it's two guys just uh, kind of like we do, just sit around and talk about whiskey. And cool. it's a lot of fun. I found myself going, wow, I really can't wait to listen to the, the next episode <laughs> of it. Uh, there are about a dozen deep so far, I think, but it, it's... It's a lot of fun to listen to and makes you want to go out and buy new stuff and, and try new things and everything. Sweet. So anyway, that's tips and bits for this week.
0: Awesome.
1: What's the next segment? Social I got, media? Yeah, yeah. I got one last thing <laughs> I before. just was like, what happens next?
2: <laughs> Fred Minnick just put out a new magazine, right? Like, Bourbon Plus. Bourbon, yeah. yeah. Has yeah. anybody looked at that yet? I don't think it's is it out yet? I thought I, it was I don't know.
0: around Bourbon and
2: Beyond. Yeah, it's
1: coming out in October, I think, September, yeah. October. Okay.
2: I need to get my hand on that because I started <coughs> reading through some of his stuff, and another thing yeah. you should definitely do—he's a good dude. It's great, love him
1: to death. I mean, uh, you know, he was on—he was on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, if you've not heard that episode yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Fred and I talked about stuff that he's never talked about in other interviews before, and I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it got weirdly heavy
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: at at one point, but it's a—it uh, was a good—it was a good time hanging out with him but anyway okay so uh guys first off thank you all so much for being on the show even though it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) all over the place and all that good stuff but anyway uh, where can people find you on social media
2: um i'm at the at the bourbon finder um and then i also just started a new one which is going to be dedicated to craft bourbon and whiskey it's uh crafting bourbon on instagram only so far but we're probably going to expand a little bit um and honestly i don't use my personal one that much it's pretty much just uh just the bourbon ones
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i've never given out my personal (laughs) ones because i hardly ever post on it and i'm only just posting on bourbonite um but the best place to find us is youtube.com slash it's bourbonite at It's Bourbonite on Instagram, Twitter, and we're also on the Facebooks, and we're on the Patreons, uh, patreon.com slash It's Bourbonite, uh, and Amazon, amazon.com slash shop slash It's Bourbonite. <laughs> it's all <laughs> them places, but start with YouTube.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you guys have new episodes that come out every Friday. Every Friday, well. and every
0: we go live on Sundays.
1: And uh, the, you know those Friday episodes are usually brought to you courtesy of uh, Monster Energy. And well, this Chad's, last one was Chad's for late sure. Night. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. Well, if you would like to find me personally, I am at preader1492 on just about every social media platform. If you'd like to follow the show, we are at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find the uh, apparel shop at Threadless dot com slash My Bourbon Shop. We have a lot of good stuff up there. If you head to Patreon dot com slash My Bourbon Podcast, as we've talked about before, you can become a patron of the show. Uh, we're about halfway to being. Fully funded just by uh, uh, listeners. So uh, if you would love to go and do that, you can head to patreon.com slash my podcast again for as little as a dollar a month, uh, five-star rate and review on iTunes, please. We've had some wonderful reviews popping up there uh, from time to time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. As always next week, I uh, have my dad on for uh, episode 41 I've already recorded that episode. Actually, it was a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for that. Chad and Swan, thank you guys for being here for episode 40. Of course. Of the show. Absolutely. Can't believe we've made it this far. We're getting close to the to the year. Mm-hmm. Can't believe that it's, <laughs> it's creeping up on us. But anyway, I will see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast.